strong, and I mean strong, black female following. Or I'll say, you know, women of color following. I don't know what it is. I mean, I kind of know what it is because I can list some points off. But he's got that certain kind of like charisma that, you know, I don't know what it is. All right, but also hear me out on this. So also, I believe that outside the MCU, Chris Evans has like a few decent movies. Is he the most amazing actor? No. But if you look at his career before the MCU, like not early, early on, because there are some movies where you're just like, eh. But he's kind of an underrated actor. He's got some decent like works. For example, I personally like the movie Sunshine. And of course, him as Lucas Lee and Scott Pilgrim versus the universe. I mean, come on. Alone. I think that's like my favorite part of the movie. And one of the few things by Michael Cera that I do like, but we're not talking about it. Anyways, but for example, there's another movie that I personally like of his. Is it a great movie? No. But I think it like kind of hits like really hard for me because I can relate to the story a lot. And just like I dated that guy, unfortunately. And the character he plays in this movie it's like he's very complex but I like that there's layers to him like I said is it a great movie no but strangely enough it's one of my favorites of this hey guys so if you watched the previous clips I am talking about a movie that is starring Chris Evans. Um, it came out about 2005. I know it was released in February 2006, which was around the time I came across this film on demand, like on cable. Um, the name of the movie is London. It's, I think it was an independent film, I'm not sure. Um, either way, um, it's about like an hour and 30 minutes or so. It was written and directed by Hunter Richards. Um, I know the soundtrack is by crystal method for anybody in my age range you know who that is <laughs> talk about a throwback um but like i said it stars chris evans it also stars jessica beale jason statham um joy bryant who you know, just to give you an idea who that is um she was the bff in the movie honey with um jessica alba and she was also in antoine fisher and i know she was in the, um what's the most recent thing the tv show parenthood so um you probably know her from there um it also stars Isla Fisher, or Isla Fisher, I always mispronounce her name, but she's like the crazy redhead in um, Wedding Crashers, and she was also in Now You See Me, and I think she, I think they're still married, but she's married to actually the guy who plays Borat, um, Sasha Baron Cohen, and um, a fun fact about this movie, at the time, I know Chris Evans and Jessica Biel, they were dating, I know they did like maybe one other movie together, one of his other early ones that weren't so great but I know at the time they were dating while making this film and they were together for about like two or three years obviously they're not together anymore because she's now married to Justin Timberlake and he's you know and you know living his best single life gorgeous man and I actually have a funny story like I met him back in 2015 it was like a brief meeting it's nothing like spectacular but I did say something super awkward to him and I'll actually tell you the story after this review <laughs> um another fact about the movie is I know it actually won at the Montreal 
World Film Festival as well. And basically, um, like I said, it's not a great film, but it's one of those films that I feel like is highly underrated. I don't think it deserves like the hate that it gets from people in the fandom. Like I said, it's not a great movie, but I think it resonates with me on personal, like, for personal reasons that I'll go into later. And um, I'll just, what I'll do is I'll just review the film and I'll give like a brief summary of it. So in this, I guess, summary slash review, there are going to be spoilers. So I'll give you like a three second, you know, head start to turn this off if you don't want to hear spoilers about the movie if you are interested in watching it. So I'll just pause real quick. And here we go. So basically, um, the movie stars Chris Evans. He plays this character named Sid. He's in his early 20s, and he's like, um, he's one of those guys that is like really full of himself. And when you, when the film starts off with him learning that his ex-girlfriend, London, who is um, just real, she's like moving away to California with her new boyfriend. And when you are introduced to Sid, you see that he's like chronically depressed because they broke up. And he's still obviously not over to break up. But when he finds out that she's leaving town, he flies into this crazy rage. So, that, so in the beginning of the film, you just get an idea of how screwed up Sid really is. And, um, like, the movie starts off kind of slow. And I know he runs into Bateman, who's played by Jason Statham. Which, to I didn't even know it was him at first. I mean, you kind of know, like once you hear him talk but it's kind of odd to see Jason Statham with hair but he plays this guy named Bateman and he's not necessarily a drug dealer I think he was like an associate of the same drug dealer that he has a Sid and they basically like they chat and Sid invites him to the party so I guess he doesn't go by himself and Bateman who's like this well-dressed guy he this is a polar opposite of Sid he just says why the hell not so they go to the party and it's obvious that right away they're not invited to said party. The party is being held by um, this girl named Rebecca, who's London's best friend, who's played by Isla Fisher, like I said. And she's the kind of character, like, I'm trying to think. She's kind of, I guess it's implied that she's kind of like a Paris Hilton, party girl, like, socialite kind of person. And basically the party's being held at her parents, like, condo. So she's, like, one of those entitled girls. And obviously she doesn't like Sid because Sid's not a very likable person. But Sid of course refuses to leave and him and Bateman they lock themselves in the bathroom and like they basically just have like a, they go on like a binge with like coke and they drink heavily and they have like these deep discussions about like about relationships and God and love and sex and women and insecurities and just like I guess pain in general and it's funny because like other people at the party get into these conversations like you get introduced to characters like Maya who's um played by I can't even think of the actress's name at the top of my head but I know she was in like what's some recent film like Lars and the Real Girl and you get introduced to Mallory who's played by Joy Bryant and they kind of have they kind of get into the discussions as well but then also you get a and but you also get a sense of how bad the breakup like how bad Sid took the breakup because Mallory actually asked Sid at one point that she heard a rumor that he actually tried to kill himself which I guess he explained in the way he explains it it's not true but you but from the conversation that they have you can basically tell that he did not take the breakup well and eventually um they eventually like the conversations get more and more in depth and Sid starts to like show his true colors and it's obvious that he's really heartbroken and Bateman who's like is obviously older than Sid 
and Bateman's had his own insecurities. He basically just tells Sid to grow the fuck up and get on with your life. And eventually, he um, eventually like things come to a head, and Sid learns that London finally arrives to the party, and Bateman tries to like push like Sid to like you know man up and go talk to her and Sid of course has like this moment of clarity where he realizes it's a terrible idea because one he's poked out of his mind two he looks like shit and three he probably in his mind played the scenario that he would see her again but you know how you get in one of those situations where you're in said scenario you have you totally draw a blank and I think that's exactly what he did because he starts to panic he starts to freak out and while that's happening I thought it was like a funny cameo like Dane Cook actually makes a cameo because meanwhile like London's at the party she's mingling and she runs into this creepy ass guy like you know that one guy at the party who can't take a fucking hit and he's like you know creepy as hell and that's kind of what Dane Cook is in this movie and I thought it was like a funny cameo actually this movie has all kinds of funny cameos I know um Louis C.K. also makes a cameo as Sid's therapist and that's like one of my favorite scenes throughout the movie <laughs> So, um, but I digress. So basically, while that's going on, um, Sid eventually finally gets the courage to go talk to London, but things quickly escalate because throughout the film, you get to see their relationship, like, what leads to the breakup, and you basically just get a sense of these two people who are deeply in love, but it's just obvious that they do not belong together because they're one of those couples to where, like, I know I've been in relationships like this to where there's always one person who you know, just continues to poke the bear and just wants to continue to escalate and just know when to shut the hell up and just likes to push buttons because I don't know if they get off on it or they're just the kind of person where they always have to be right and that's kind of Sid and Sid in London unfortunately even though they love each other it's just one of those relationships where you could just tell that it's just toxic and it always ends with them screaming at each other and they can't have like a mature conversation like healthy relationships so basically that just happens again where he it starts off like kind of nice where he's just basically like hey can I talk and she's in a good place in her life you could tell like she's in a good place in her life like she's glad that they broke up but you could kind of still tell that she has feelings for him because I think they they've known each other since they were kids so they've always like loved each other and stuff but things start off like you know he wants to try to like talk to her she's just like no and then things quickly escalate and then you know it gets to the point where they start arguing Sid turns into a jackass like he is throughout the whole movie and you know naturally he gets kicked out and I thought this part was funny too where like Sid gets kicked out and Bateman like Bateman and Sid get into a fight with like every guy at the party but I thought it was funny how Bateman basically beat every guy's ass at the party and you kind of see like Jason Statham being Jason Statham you know basically kicking the shit out of everybody and I thought that was funny that's how you realize then oh shit Jason Statham's in this movie and I thought it was kind of funny I'm like of course he leaves the party beating everybody's ass <laughs> but I digress so basically um so London finally does agree to talk to Sid and they talk in his car and in the end they get kind of like closure they don't get back together but they get closure and they realize that they hurt each other deeply but I thought it was nice that they finally get closure um and like one of the running themes is basically she like I said in the beginning she cheated on him or I don't know if I mentioned that basically they broke up because she cheated and I'm not condoning cheating because you know cheating is not right on any level but when you watch the film and you kind of see their relationship I'm not saying that what she did was right but he if you kind of watch the movie and you see what kind of person Sid is she 
he kind of pushed her into it but they finally get past it they get past the hurt and the movie ends with they hook up and they, they hook up one last time and like i know one of the running themes is that one of the big strains in the relationship is that he's one of those guys to where it's obvious that he cares about her but he's one of those guys that's just so emotionally fucked up that he can't be in a mature relationship and she just wants him to say i love you just show me that you give a shit and he just said he's one of those guys where he's like you should know but just she just wants to hear it and finally he does admit it like the next day he finally admits that he does love her and I like that the film that like even though they admit they still have feelings for each other she still leaves but it's nice that they still got closure and I think maybe it kind of hits with me because you know with a lot of relationships especially like shitty ones like that you don't get closure so I thought the film ended nicely but that they did get closure with each other they didn't necessarily get back together she still goes to California but he finally got to express how he felt and maybe he probably still is going to be hung up on her but maybe he could finally move on in some way so at least they both kind of got closure so I like that the film ended that way and I will say that the story itself like it can be considered bland you know it's just about heartache and it's about like you know pretty rich, pretty rich white people in New York City but maybe like I like the film because I liked how some of the actors especially like the main characters like Porter emotions into like some of the conversations and in a way like you come you become connected to the story at least that's how I did because like I said I have personal connections to it where I've been in those toxic relationships where I've been with some guys that just you know were just gaslighting the shit out of me the entire time and that's exactly what Sid did to London and back then I didn't even know there was a term for guys like him but yeah it kind of makes sense now like he you know took her for granted and he just obviously was just very full of himself and I've dated guys like him unfortunately and I've had like stupid arguments like them where basically where you argue with someone and you just want to let it go like let's just you know calm down and the other person's like no fuck you I'm gonna just keep going and going and poke the bear and that's the kind of person Sid is and I've unfortunately dated tons of guys like that thankfully I didn't marry someone like that but maybe that's why I like I like the movie so much because I have personal connections to it and kind of just hits way too close to home but um overall I thought like the movie was okay the cinematography was actually pretty great like for an indie film um and I especially like the way um some of the scenes were stylized like it is an adult film like where there's like sex scenes in it but they weren't like over overt and they weren't like over the top and like they weren't trashy and you know it is kind of cool to see you know Chris Evans and his O face, but I digress. <laughs> um, but I mean, there are some cons to the movie. It's not a great film. I mean, you could tell that Chris Evans is wearing a horrible wig. And like I said, um, Sid is very full of himself. I mean, I have conflicted feelings about the main character because it's obvious he's an asshole. Like, he is an asshole. And it's like just talking to him. Like, he could talk to anybody. Even when he was talking to Bateman, it got to the point where you just want to punch him in his mouth. But there was parts in the movie where you just can't help but to like feel for him because I've been there where like I've had my heart broken and then like if you're deeply in love with someone and it's so hard to get over them like I've kind of sympathized with them because I've been there like one or two times in like some relationships where it's like so hard to get over someone so I sympathize with him with his heartache but there were times where he was insufferable so I don't know I have conflicted feelings about him but I mean maybe that's what makes the character so great because he has these layers and things like that and um, I guess one of the other cons in the movie is 
like I said, there were deep conversations about certain topics, like, you know, I guess intellectual conversations in a sense. And if you listen to, if you listen to the context of the conversations, like the topics and they were talking about some interesting things, but there were like a few actors who were trying too hard to seem like this, how do I word it? They were trying too hard to seem like they were trying to seem intellectual or not seem like, you know, as shallow as they were. But like I said, overall, I thought it was a decent film. It's one of those films that I could watch like, you know, you know, just randomly like on a Saturday, Sunday night or weekend night. I mean, obviously when my kids are awake because there are adult scenes. I mean, people drinking, doing coke and, you know, sex and things like that. But it's a decent film. I mean, I feel like you should watch it once, especially like, you know, it helps you examine like relationships of the past. And I thought it was an interesting film. And it's one of those films in like his... Is Chris Evans like cinematography that I guess his history that isn't that bad I mean outside of MCU he hasn't made great films but that's one of those I feel like London's one of these films where it's not as bad as some people think like I said it's not great but it's not as terrible as some people think and I think you should at least watch it once um I know it's on Amazon that's where I've watched it recently I mean it's probably on other streaming services like Tubi, Hulu, things like that um you could probably if anybody still buys blu-rays or dvds you can maybe order it on amazon but i feel like you should at least check it out at least once and hopefully you guys enjoyed the review i would love to do this again especially with more of his films because like i said he's a very underrated actor and outside the mcu he has some decent work so i'll probably discuss maybe like a few of those a few more of his films i definitely want to do like two of his other superhero movies that where he doesn't play Captain America. So I'll probably do those next, or I'll probably do other films. I do have a bunch of films lined up, but hopefully you do like this new segment called Hear Me Out. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to DM me or just send a, leave a comment. Please leave a comment anyway. Let me know what you think. And thank you guys for listening. Hopefully I didn't look too bad. I'm probably shiny as hell right now because I'm sweating and it's so screwed up that I actually recorded like this whole thing before and I thought I was on a roll and of course when I play everything back to try to edit no sound but hopefully the sound's working now I think it is and hopefully you guys have a good night it is nighttime right now where I'm filming but hopefully you guys have a good night hopefully you're enjoying your summer please be safe please be kind to each other because kindness is gangster and talk to you soon Okay, so I said I was going to tell you about the time I met Chris Evans um, towards the end of the episode. So I'll try to wrap the story up as quickly as I can where I don't sound like a rambling. So basically in 2015, I just had my daughter. I was going through postpartum depression. And at the time, like I was like, with postpartum depression, you're like, you're in like a really weird place. Like mentally, physically, all things like that. So luckily my mom came into town. She was able to help me and my husband out with the baby. And we saw that as an opportunity to maybe take like a small break just to recharge our batteries. And I saw the opportunity for, at the time it was called Salt Lake City Comic Con. I think it's now called Manex because like they got sued um, from like the other official Comic Con. So they had to change the name legally, all that crap. So at the time it was called Salt Lake City Comic Con and I saw that Chris Evans was making an appearance. So, like, I knew it was, like, 
I knew at the time when I wanted to go, like, it was going to be a long shot. So, like, but luckily, I was able to get, like, an autograph, like, package and stuff. And I convinced, like, the husband to go. And he was like, okay, this will be a perfect push package for you. You know, you can use a break. It was last time we got some time alone. And it was only for a weekend. It was only for, like, like, I think we left on Thursday and we came back Sunday. Um, I love coming back with, like, a whole nine nightmare, which I was going to So, long story short, we get to... Um, Salt Lake City. Utah is like, Utah is actually pretty cool, by the way. Like, the mountain views and everything. It's actually a pretty cool little town. So, um, especially Salt Lake City. But, okay, so we get there, and it was fun. Like, I kind of missed, like, the atmosphere. But with things opening back up, hopefully we can get back into that and whatnot. So, basically, um, so yada, yada, yada. I find out that I can get my autograph, like, the first day. I was gonna do it like the second day in, but I was like, no, let's just do it the first day in, whatever. So then like, we get it done. So like, my husband was like, okay, you can stand in line. I'm just gonna like walk around and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it shouldn't take too long because if I get there, like, you know, I got there pretty decent like time before like the rest of the crowd got there. And I actually made friends with like a couple of girls in the line because I recognized them um, from Tumblr because we're all part of like the Chris Evans fandom. And we're actually still friends like we still talk like through instagram and stuff so like we're talking with them and then we actually hear him come in through the back and he he's able to sneak in through the back and like he's able to come into his booth or whatever and when he comes in of course like we all start immediately like not geeking out but we're just like oh my god he's so cute in person and like at the time like I thought he was cute like my crush on him wasn't like fully manifested as it is now I think this is when it fully manifested because like seeing him in person like you know how like you see somebody like that you're attracted to and then you see them up close and you're just like wow you're even better looking up close that's kind of what happened all right so long story short like I think I was like maybe 10 people back I finally get to like I think I just had like an autograph because I didn't bring anything for him to really sign so I just like got like one of the pictures that you can like get autographed or that he would autograph or whatever so this is my dumbass thing right as I'm getting closer I don't know if like my brain was just like I don't know what I was thinking at the time but like I just kept repeating myself don't say anything stupid don't scream don't say anything stupid right so I'm not saying what I said to him was stupid but I will admit it was kind of weird so I finally get there I think at the time I remember he was wearing like like a gray sweater or a gray shirt. Either way, he looked really good. And I gave him the picture. And at the time, I had like a um, custom-made t-shirt. Actually, no, yeah, I had the picture and a custom-made t-shirt that I got from um, Customized Girl where it had his, it said Team Evans in the back. And then I wrote like every character that he played like on the front of the shirt. And he saw it and he smiled. He's like, oh, that's really cool. And I go, thanks. And then he goes to sign his other picture and I don't know why this came out of my mouth. Maybe it's because it was true and the man is just like the, the eyes got me. But as he's signing it, I go, oh my God, your eyelashes are wicked long. And when I said it, not only did I say it, but I said it, like sometimes when I get nervous, I mean, you could probably hear it now, although I don't hear it. I kind of have an accent because I'm from Virginia. And some people pick up on it, other people don't. But in certain situations, like, the country accent comes out. And maybe I said it in my country accent. But I said, oh my god, your eyelashes are wicked long. That's probably how I said it. And he looks at me, 
and I guess like when he looked directly at me I just went because I'm thinking shit just said that and he just like awkwardly laughed he goes huh thanks and he hands me the picture and like I know in the back of my mind I'm mortified but then as I walk away I guess I'm still like kind of like holding my breath because I just like don't want to just scream or just go oh my god I'm so fucking stupid so as I walk away I remember security goes it's okay you can breathe now and I go oh my god I'm so stupid <laughs> and then and then I just awkwardly laugh because I'm thinking okay maybe it wasn't that bad so then like a few minutes later I meet up with my husband and he shows me some of the pictures he took and he goes well how did it go you know and I go it was fine and I tell him everything that happened and I tell him what I said and he just looks at me weird like you said that I go, yeah, he goes, wow, that's kind of weird. And it felt even more embarrassed. I'm like, yeah, because in hindsight, it is kind of weird. But to anybody that does have a crush on Chris Evans and anybody that does like him knows what I'm talking about. The man has amazing eyelashes, but the man is amazing looking, period. Either way, it was an awkward story. But like I said, I'm socially awkward. And that's not the first time I actually said something stupid in front of a celebrity because I've met other famous people. I remember the one time I met like one of the Backstreet Boys and I completely geeked out there too but that's another story for another time 